You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. Crystal Iram here. This is going to be really, really, really good. I hope that you are excited. I prepared for this, you guys. This is a class. This is not just random me riffing. I mean, also when I riff, it's also useful and valuable and amazing. So that's not an issue. And I have so much to share. So I'm going to just sort of dive in. Okay. Have you had this experience where like you meet someone and it's going amazing and he's coming on really strong and he's super into you and he's like really pursuing things. And then all of a sudden it's just like, he just like disappears and you're like, what the heck is going on? I thought we were really vibing. Like you were so into this and he was totally pursuing things. It's not like you were pursuing him. It's like, he was really pursuing you. And then out of the blue, it's like he just stopped being interested without any explanation. So I will make a little bit of a distinction. What we're really talking about here is more of someone who comes on very hard at the beginning before it turns into a relationship. When someone fizzles out after a relationship has really begun and is sort of underway, it still sucks. It's horrible and super painful, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit of a different issue that we're dealing with here. This will still be really interesting for you and really relevant and give you a lot of things to stay aware of as you're dating, but it's not quite the same if you reach the point where you're in a committed relationship. That's not necessarily a microwave man. I've been there. It's really a crappy situation and it's really, really hard when you don't understand what it is. So I'm going to talk about some of the things to just really stay aware of when you're dating and what this is sort of like pointing towards. And then I'm going to provide like an antidote and some of the things that you personally can do. With everything that I teach, I really like to keep in mind, like taking responsibility. And it's really hard when we're in situations like this, where it's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just being my charming and delightful self. So it doesn't make any sense that this happened. On some level, we are creating different situations. And that's not about invalidating like the pain that you may have experienced going through it or the fact that you didn't actually want that. But when, when you're willing to say like, I'm going to take responsibility for myself and how I can look out for this and how I can do something different going forward, it's so much more empowering. Like you can create a totally different result. You can experience something totally different. So that's what that's about. It's not about blaming you or saying like, oh, it's your fault. It's about recognizing like, what is my role? How am I contributing to this? And what can I do differently going forward so I can have a different experience? So it's really nice, right? When you meet someone and you're just vibing right away and he's coming on really strong. Most women really, really enjoy that. Like it feels really good. And the problem with that is you go into this scenario, you go into the situation right off the bat, like with the wrong mindset from the beginning. And I want you to shift that a little bit. And rather than feeling like, oh, he's coming on really, really strong, that's a good sign. I want you to start looking at as maybe a yellow flag, not per se a red flag, but as a yellow flag. Because this thing about coming on very, very strong is often your first sign that you're dating a bad boy. 
And I don't mean a bad boy, like he's a criminal or he's actually going to do anything really bad, but just a bad boy in that like, he's no, he's going to be bad for you. Okay. Like in the simplest terms, that's all it is. It's just someone who is going to be bad for you. So this is one of the first early signs. You know, people sometimes ask, how are you going to know? This is one of the ways. So what happens for most women is that when this happens, they get completely swept away, like immediately. You know, often we get a little bit swept away when we meet someone that we really like, but when he's coming on really strong, there's like a, it lets a lot of women put their guard down a bit. You think he's pursuing this, so it's gotta be safe. Like it's all him. I'm not doing anything. I'm not moving the relationship forward. It's all him. So this is probably okay. And that is not the case. This thing about putting your, your guard down too early, it's not that I want you to become hard or where you're looking for someone to screw you over, you're angry at men. It's about really maintaining your awareness because if you've listened to my stuff before, you know that what is the purpose of dating? The purpose of dating is to vet someone. You are trying to determine if someone could be a long-term fit for you. And so the period of dating, of course, you're gonna have fun and you're gonna fall in love, but it's really about vetting someone. It's saying, do I want to move into a more committed relationship with someone? You know, it's like dating is that first phase. You meet someone, you start dating. There's no commitment yet, right? And so this during this dating phase, it's very important that you stay focused on the task at hand, which is determining, is this someone that I really want to be close to? Is this someone that I really want to know? You cannot determine that after one date. I don't care how good the freaking date was, okay? You can decide if we had crazy chemistry. You can decide if he's really cute. You can decide if he's really fun and funny, but can you know that he's going to be a good match for you in the long term? Absolutely not. And here is the other thing to understand about this. When I say that this is something that, you know, you might have to look out for with, with bad boys, it's because often bad boys have an understanding of women that is like deeper than we even realize. Here's what I mean by this. Men who are attractive, who are charming, who are intelligent, who do well in their careers, who have things going for them, they know that to really basically connect with the woman, like all they need to do is get past the first like three dates. And that at that point, a lot of women will sleep with them, if not sooner. And so this isn't saying like, oh, all guys want is sex course not. I think men want happy, loving, committed relationships as much as we do, but it's not necessarily their default in the way that it is for women. So if someone is thinking, I don't know her, you know, cause this is how guys go into relationships. They don't know you. They don't know anything about you. Right. And so their assumption isn't, Oh, she could be my wife. And that's how women enter dating, right? Like you go in and you're like, Oh, I wonder if he's the one, especially if you have a great first date. Right. And then it's like, Ooh, He's so smart and he's so interesting. And like, I think that could be it. And we start fantasizing towards like, oh, this could really be something. Guys are not doing that. He is not going into the day being like, oh, I hope this is my wife. Like, I hope she's it. And even if the date is amazing, even if he's really feeling strongly towards you. And I do actually believe that men know much more quickly and viscerally if someone is a real potential long-term match for them. And even if he is feeling that, he's not going to be doing the fantasizing in the same way that we do. So he's met you regardless of whether he likes you or not. You don't really mean anything to him at this point. If he had fun with you, then he may want to have fun with you again. But really what's going to be top of mind for a lot of men at this point is just like, am I going to have the opportunity to have sex with her? And 
this isn't a bad thing about men. This is not a negative thing. This is how they're, they're driven. And so understanding this just gives you insight into how they're operating. So don't use this as like a, oh, they're the worst. They're so not the worst. It's totally normal. Sex is fun. It's, it's like, don't get mad at them about it, but understand that that's where they're coming from. Until they can really know that you're going to be something more than that. That's all they're really going to be thinking about. So it's like, if you go on those first couple of dates, then a guy kind of knows, like, if I can get it to that third date without offending her, without upsetting her, because it's a little bit of a low standard for really smart, good looking, you know, well off guys. It's pretty low standard in terms of like what else is going on. Like a lot of women don't really take the time to vet them beyond that. It's like once they can check off those couple of boxes, it's like sometimes you don't even take the time to find out, like, is he trustworthy? Is he honest? Does he want a relationship? Is he looking for marriage? You know, all of these other things. And so he has this sort of low threshold where he's just like, I basically just need to go out with her three times and not upset her too much. And then I'll be able to sleep with her. And then at that point, it's like, if he really wanted to get to know you more and likes you, then he'll keep seeing you. Otherwise, that could be his cue to just like, okay, I got what I wanted and disappeared. All of this is to say that when a man is coming on to you very hard and very fast, he is often putting his own best interests first. And that is because he does not have an emotional investment in you yet. Women will start investing emotionally in someone almost immediately. If you are really enjoying that first date, you are investing your emotions. And very few men are like that. They are not caring about you at that point. They might like you. They might want to see you. But that level of care, that emotional investment, usually is not going to be there for them that early on. Whereas for you, it might really be there. But all that to say is when he's not emotionally investing, he's putting his interests first. What's really good for him? He's not attuned to you. He's not thinking about your comfort. He's not, he's not even planning on investing you in you long term. Okay. And so this is what I want you to get into your mind and understand about that particular situation is that when he's coming on really strong, it's, it's not because he has genuine feelings for you yet. Well, I shouldn't say that because it could be that he is developing genuine feelings, but the most basic point is that he's looking out for himself. He's pursuing his own interest. And so it's like, he understands how women work. He understands that he can say certain things. He can act a certain way. He can take you certain places for your dates. And that is going to allow him to get what he wants. And so it's almost a test. It's like, how much can I get before she demands something back? And in this case, when we're talking about what he can get, it's usually in terms of sex and what you're going to demand is usually a commitment. Okay. Like super simple exchange, right? This is, it makes sense when you hear it. Like, I know that it makes perfect sense, but it's like, we don't think about it in these terms. And I think understanding this, because one of the things that women really do is we think that men are just like us, right? Like we think that men are women and they're not, they're so not. Um, Alison Armstrong, who's one of my favorite relationship teachers, she always says that women think of men as if they're big, hairy women. And it's just like, they think differently. They operate differently and understanding some of these differences. I actually, it makes me appreciate them more. I, it makes me like, I, I'm not mad. It's like, okay, you're different than I am because it's like so many women are like, well, I would never do that. And you probably wouldn't, but we're different beings. And like, that's okay. You have to understand what makes them different. These are the first two things. So it's a yellow flag because it could be the first sign that he's a bad boy. 
he's looking out for himself and his own best interests. You know, the other thing is, is like when someone's coming on really strong, what I hear from a lot of women is they can feel that this is like a very high level of affection and attention and time and compliments. Like they can feel that, but it feels so good. And there's a part of them that just really wants it to be real that they're willing to overlook it to an extent. So they're like, yeah, something seems kind of off. And like, it maybe feels like it's too good to be true, but like, I'm going to just not worry about that right now. Cause I want, I want that. Like I want it to be real. I want this to be the truth. I want this to be like an actual relationship that's going to last. And so they'll sort of put that off, but, the, but you can feel the difference, right? Like you can feel the difference when someone is being really genuine towards you and letting things unfold in a really organic, natural way versus when someone is just like piling it on thick. The other thing you want to think about with this is that when it feels like this is such a high level of investment that he's making, such a high level of attention and all of that, it's like, it doesn't feel sustainable, right? You're just like, is he really going to be treating me like this forever? Like, how is that possible? Like, it feels great, but like, is it sustainable? And that's the thing is like, if it feels like it's probably not sustainable, it's probably not. And that's because he's not planning on investing the same way long-term. He's like, I'm going to pile it on in the beginning in the hopes that I can get what I want. And I know that going forward, it's not something that's going to continue. He doesn't have to worry about conserving his resources because he knows that it's like, this is going to be a three-week ordeal and then I'm pretty much done. You know, I went out with a guy like this and it was like, every time we talked, it was just like, you're so stunning. You're so amazing. I've never been with someone like you. It was just like really, really incessant. And I was just like, oh, thank you. Like, that's so nice. And it did feel really good. But at the same time, there was this element where it was like, but you don't know me. You know, when he was like, you're so amazing. I, the most amazing woman I've ever met. And I'm like, thank you, accurate. But also like, you don't really know that. You have some idea about who I am and what I am. And you are really like vibing on that. And women do this a lot also. It's like with a lot of guys, when they're doing this, when they are what I call microwave men, like they they heat up really fast and they cool off really fast. They're doing it sort of in words, maybe even actions alone. Like there's not the same level of sincerity where they're thinking you're really going to be the one for them per se. Okay. And see, and that's the big difference between men and women. So it's like the guy might be saying these things and he might be thinking these things on some level, but not in the same way that you are probably starting to think about like, oh, I could see a future with him. I think some guys are also just creepy and obsessive. So here's going to be the difference because some guys are creepy and obsessive and right away you're going to be turned off. So this is a big difference between microwave men and guys like that. They're going to have a lot of the same characteristics, but what the creepy and obsessive guys are lacking is going to be charm. And that's going to be the big distinction is that the microwave men, you're going to be falling for them because they're very charming. Someone who's just creepy and obsessive, you're going to be like, bro, you need to like chill out. You're really freaking me out, right? It's a different thing and you're going to feel the difference um, and you're not going to react the same way. And so that charm is that piece where it's like, ooh, this feels really good. This is really fun and nice. Men often know at a very visceral level what role a woman potentially could play in his life. So that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be that. 
but he can sort of tell like, this is what it could be. So he could tell, this is a woman I could marry. This is a woman I could date. This is a woman I'm only going to hook up with. Like often men will know that very early on. They just, they feel it, they decide it and they stick with it. And it very rarely changes. And so that he said he felt like he could marry you or that he was meant to marry you. He may have really been feeling that. And a lot of men might feel similar things that end up being accurate. Here's the difference. A man who is not a microwave man, a man who is not likely to disappear, is going to be more attuned to your feelings and your sense of comfort. And so what that means is that even though he might feel something really strongly and be like, Dan, this woman is something special. I can feel this. She could be my wife. He is probably not going to say it. And the reason is, is because he understands that a lot of women are going to be really uncomfortable with that and they're not going to get it. And they're just going to be like, you're going too fast. I need space. And so a man who's not a microwave man is going to have a much better understanding. He's going to take his cues more from you. So he's not going to say something that you're going to interpret as being too aggressive because he's planning on investing you over the long term. Okay. So it's like, I'm making a bunch of different distinctions here. Cause we have the guys who are just creepy and obsessive. We have the microwave men, and then we have someone who is seriously just feeling something for you. So the creepy and obsessive guys will both tell you right off the bat that they're feeling something really, really strong, regardless of how you're responding with the creepy, obsessive guy, you're likely to be kind of turned off because he's just seems creepy and obsessive with the microwave man. You're likely to be flattered and you might start believing it because he has this level of charm that the creepy, obsessive guy doesn't. The healthy, balanced guy who's really looking at you and planning on investing you long-term is far less likely to make those huge declarations. Because here's the thing, you know, microwave men, you know, who are also bad boys and sort of giving you that first sign, it's often likely to come across as just like joie de vivre and like spontaneity and like, oh, he's so romantic and he's so spontaneous. Look at these amazing grand gestures he's willing to make for me. But no, it's just because he doesn't think long-term and he's just really, really living in the moment, but will continue living in the moment. Most men are much better at living in the moment than most women. Not everyone, obviously, but as a general sort of thing. But yeah, bad boys are always in the moment, even as you sort of are moving forward and wanting to think more about, you know, the future and stability more. Okay. Like I said before, I think of it as a yellow flag. It doesn't per se mean, oh, this is horrible but it is something to really be aware of. I would not look at it as a positive thing. You wanna see how someone is going to show up for you over time. And you just can't see how someone's gonna show up for you over time after one date or two dates or three dates even. So here's the other thing. This is the thing that's really, really tricky about this. Often these men, the ones who are microwave men, part of the reason that they like get away with it or like it works for them, it's a technique for them is because like I said before, they have a lot of charm and they're very smooth. Women really underestimate like the understanding that certain men have of women and how smooth they can be. You know, because here's the thing about someone who's really smooth is that you can't tell that they're super smooth. Like a lot of women are just like, no, I know it's genuine. I know it's real. And it's like, no, no, no that's the whole point is that if he's really like that, you're not going to know, like you're not going to be able to tell because he's going to be so smooth. Everything is going to flow so naturally. He's going to have something to say. We love that, right? So one of the things you want to think about in terms of like the men that you're really engaging with and that you're attracted to and attracting is sometimes the guys that are funny and nice and smart, but are not as polished are going to be the better 
person, the better fit. You know, because I was very susceptible to charm. It was not until I understood that this very, very high level of charm is not conducive to a high level of sensitivity and attunement to someone else that I realized that it was sort of a problematic thing to look out for. You know, I loved the witty banter. Like that to me was just like, oh, the banter is so good. That's so hot. And it's a very poor indication of whether someone's going to be a good fit for you. It's fun. It's flirting. But it doesn't tell you much beyond that. And often these men who are very polished, very charming, they're spending a lot of time sort of creating this persona. And that persona is not what's going to make a good husband. So you want to look out for that. Like, is he just like a little too smooth? Is he saying things that are just like a little too perfect? I get it. It's hot. It's fun. It's super fun. It's super exciting. But you want to stay aware of what it's really about. You know, in Friends, it's like when Joey had that story about backpacking through Europe. I'm sure some of you watch Friends, right? Like, you have to know what I'm talking about. And he, so it's like, that was such a perfect example. Like, Joey is a great example of this, actually. And we know Joey. We know he's not a bad guy. Um, that he has heart and that for the right woman, he will treat her well. But like, he's a really good example because like, he is sweet and like charming and funny. But like, for most people, he was not going to be a good boyfriend. And probably not what you are looking for if you're ready to be in a serious, committed relationship. But that was like such a perfect example. He had this really well-rehearsed story that basically never failed. Like he knew it wouldn't fail because he, he used it. It was so fail-proof that he could pass it on to other people and they could use it. So that's like a good example. She's looking for these stories that are really well, like well-polished. Here's another thing to understand. Oh, this is so, so good. You're going to, you're, oh my God, this is going to absolutely blow your mind for men. It is a very much like biology to take this approach of coming on really strong and fast and hard in the beginning because it is a reproductive approach. This for some men is just them working at that level of instinct, right? Like we've talked about the difference between instinct before. And it's like when a guy is really just following his instincts, he is being pushed to just reproduce with as many women as possible. Usually he's not actually reproducing, but that's the drive that's underlying it. So this is so important. Listen to this, listen to this. This is everything. These men for whom it is a biological drive, it is that urge to reproduce, even if they're not technically reproducing, but that urge to just be with as many women as possible. Often, these are the men that you are going to feel the most chemistry with. And the chemistry is not just that he is gorgeous and tall per se. Maybe he is also gorgeous and tall, but that may not be it. And that probably is not going to be the only reason that you sort of are saying like, oh, I feel this incredible connection with him. No, it is going to be his charm and his wit and his intelligence and his humor and the polish that it all has. These are often the guys that you are going to feel the most chemistry with. You have to be so aware of this. It is exciting and it feels kind of edgy and it feels like connection. It feels like, oh, this man understands me. He understands me in a way that no man has ever understood me. And it's so incredible and we're so connected. Okay, ladies, listen to this. This is so freaking amazing. For some men, for a lot of these men, this is just 
how they are. And you may be feeling this really powerful connection where you're just like, oh, I haven't connected with a man like this in a year or six months or three years or whatever it is. But for him, he connects with women. And so all of the women that he goes out with feel this way about him. And so even if he's saying to you, oh, I also, this connection's amazing. Why would he be saying that? Because as we talked about before, he's in it for himself. So for him to say, yes, I feel this amazing connection, that is moving him closer to his own interest, which is sex, okay? What most people do is when we feel a really strong connection with someone, you go on a date and you're just like, this is literally the best date I've ever had. I've never felt this way before. And we think that he's feeling exactly the same way because it's just like, I know he was. We were totally vibing. The way we were locking eyes, the way that he was touching me, the way that he was talking to me, the way he was looking at me, the way we kissed, all of that stuff, you're just like, there's no way he's not feeling the same connection that I am. But certain men really just connect with women. They understand women. They love women on some level. You know, if it's more insidious, they might hate women on some level, but we don't need to get into all of that. But some men just really understand women. And so you have to be wary of overestimating the connection. You might be feeling this crazy connection, but don't assume that that is exactly what he is feeling. Okay. You have to see how he continues showing up over time. So I actually have a guy friend who is like this. He's really cute. He's tall. He works out. And I mean, he is a sweet guy. He's a sweet, nice, kind person, but he understands women. And it's interesting because like his sweetness, I can see how it throws women off because he really does not seem like a bad boy. You know, we think of bad boys as being jerks and he is not a jerk. He's like a total sweetheart, really. But every woman that he goes out with connects with him. And I mean, obviously I pick his brain. I talk to him about this and it's like, he's not looking for a relationship right now. He just got out of a very serious relationship and he's just not interested in that. And so he goes out with women and he tells them right from the get-go, I'm not interested in a serious relationship. And, you know, men mean what they say. I say that, but I can't use it as a blank and say, sometimes they don't. Of course men lie. But when a man is saying to you, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, you need to take him at his word for that. Because that is not something that usually shifts. So he goes out with these girls and he tells them right off the bat, I'm not looking for a relationship. And they're like, yeah, no, that's fine. Because what do they do? Like any woman, they're like, oh, once he gets to know me, once he gets to know me, he'll change his mind. He'll see how good we are together. And then he'll want to be with me and I'll be perfect and amazing. No, it's not what happens. It's not what's going to happen. It's not what happens. So every woman that he goes out with feels this way about him. They feel this amazing connection and they're devastated when he says after a month or two months, no, I, I told you before, I'm not looking for a relationship and nothing has changed. And he doesn't feel such an amazing connection with them. He likes them. He likes all of the girls that he goes out with, but none of them where it's like, oh, this is going to make me change my mind and decide I want a relationship. No, he doesn't want a relationship. He doesn't want a relationship. It doesn't shift just because he meets someone who's particularly beautiful or whatever it is. And the girls who go out with are beautiful. Like they're all gorgeous. And they all get very attached to him and they emotionally invest in him. And it's like his sweetness and his charm make them think that like he's fully sincere. And it's not that he's insincere. It's that everyone feels that connection with him. And 
we tend to think that it's really, it feels very special, right? Like it's like when you're connecting with someone, it feels like there's no possible way he could be feeling this with someone else. And it's kind of mind blowing to us that he possibly could, but it does happen. It's like in Sex in the City when, when Carrie, I think it was after their first breakup, when Carrie and Big got back together, or they weren't like together. I can't remember if it was their first time they were dating or the second time, but they were spending all this time together. It was like for two weeks straight, she didn't see anyone. Like she was hardly working because she was just with Big all the time. Like they were spending all their time together. And she was just like in love. She was just like, this is it. I'm so in love. I can't believe how amazing it's been. And then, um, you know, her girlfriends were just like, oh, did you guys have the talk? And she's like, oh, it's so beyond that. We don't need to do that. And then they all went out and of course she sees big out on a date with someone. And it was like, there was this disconnect. Not that he wasn't crazy about her. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he was, but the connection wasn't what she thought. She had something going on in her own mind that was not what he was thinking. So yeah, you gotta be aware. These are often the guys where it's like, it's their biology that's pushing them to this. For those guys, it is likely you were gonna feel that crazy, crazy chemistry. So stay aware of that. I could go on and on about chemistry. I have, I actually did another class on chemistry and I'm going to be doing a really, really good class next week. So I'm not gonna go too far into that, but stay aware. That is, could be part of the reason that you're feeling such amazing chemistry. So, well, actually before I tell you the rest of these things, I have a couple more points to make. If you are ready to call in your person, if you feel like you have these patterns with you know, microwave men or unavailable men or whatever it is, whatever is going on with you. If you're ready to up-level that, upgrade it, and really call in your person, then like, let me serve you. This is not intuitive. This is not, um, it's not something that you would naturally know per se. It's like, that's why I teach this stuff. That's why I coach people. That's why I have courses so that you can learn how to approach all of this. So you're interested in working with me, if you're on Instagram, send me a DM. So get some time on my calendar. Let's see how I can best serve you. I'm taking a couple of one-on-one clients. One-on-one is for women who like are like, I want to get engaged this year, not per se this year, but like within a year, it is a high level program. It's high level of time. It's a big commitment, but if you're ready for that serious committed relationship, if you're ready to call in your person and get married, and have that happy, loving, beautiful relationship, then that is for you. So apply to work with me one-on-one. Oh, this is so freaking good. So if you have this amazing chemistry, how long do you wait to tell if it's sincere? You have to see how someone is going to show up for you over time. You want to take his words with a grain of salt and you want to give it some time. So it's like dating is about really taking the time to vet him, to see like, Is this someone I want to be in a relationship? Someone that I want to be in a committed relationship with? Someone that I could really see myself with? So you can't just go on chemistry. Chemistry is not a good indication that it's going to be a great relationship at all. Only thing chemistry indicates is that you've got chemistry, which is fun, but it's not going to tell you, it's not going to tell you really anything about the relationship. The point is that you definitely have to give it time. You have to vet him and you have to take his words with a grain of salt. You know, when you get to the point where you're ready to talk about commitment, how is he showing up then? Does he disappear? Does the charm go out the window? The most important thing when you're going through all of this is to just stay grounded. When you feel excited by someone, when you like someone, it's fun. You don't have to be like, oh, I can't have fun with this. I have to just be like, oh, this can't be real and negative about it. No, have fun with it. 
but stay grounded, stay connected to the things that you actually want, the relationship that you are creating. Okay. So it's like, you can't just get so carried away where you're like, oh, this is definitely it because he's coming on strong. No, understand that until he is really committed and really in it, which you'll know by again, his words and action. And you want to just sort of allow it to say something that's light where you're not investing so much of your heart until you can see how much is he really investing. What happens if you've gone out three times and each time is great, but he waits for a long time between dates? I mean, it depends on how much time you need between dates. For the first three dates, if we're talking about like a week in between, that's not a long time. If you're talking about two weeks in between or longer than that, then that's not a relationship that he's looking to put momentum behind. And a man who is looking at you as a serious prospect when he's thinking she could potentially be a girlfriend or someone that I could be with for a long time or someone I could potentially marry, he is not risking you getting swooped up by someone else that he's going to wait several weeks in between. Obviously, none of these rules, nothing that I teach is like 100% in every case. That's always going to be the truth. But we have to go by like, what are the general rules? These are the best ways to operate to create what you want. If he's putting that long stretch of time, there's probably a part of him that's like, he doesn't really care if he's moving the relationship forward. You know, when a man is really interested, he is going to want to invest in you and he's going to want to start over time, taking more and more responsibility for you outside of the time that you were together. Okay. So he is going to want to just show up for you outside of your dates. And someone who's putting these long stretches of time, it seems like an indication that he probably is not that interested in taking responsibility for you during all that time. He's probably dating other people. He's probably doing other things with his life, but that's not, it's not continuous. Like you lose momentum. You're going to lose some of the connection when there's these long periods of time in between. So yeah, here are your antidotes. Four things for you to keep in mind. Stay grounded, I mentioned. Stay grounded and stay aligned with your intuition. So you have to keep going back to not just like, how do I feel in the moment? Because if you have great chemistry with someone, you're gonna feel great. But then you're gonna feel a lot of anxiety. You're probably gonna feel a lot of grabbiness. You're gonna probably feel some desperation and it's probably gonna feel like you're coming forward more than he is, right? So you wanna stay in touch with all of that. You know, how am I actually feeling? Not just when I'm with him and he's showering me with attention, but outside of that, and how do I want to feel in the relationship that I most want? You know, do you want to feel like you're being swept away? Do you want to feel grounded? Do you want to feel supported? Do you want to feel loved? Like, what do you want to feel? And how do you actually feel with this person? And then keep going back to your intuition. Okay. Um, so you want to really stay grounded. You know, a relationship can unfold quickly without feeling like a tornado. You know, if you know anything about my story, you know that I was married within 10 months of meeting my husband. Like we moved very, very fast. And I love that. I think that's great. And looking back, there's nothing I would have done differently about our relationship and the way that it unfolded. But it never was a tornado. It didn't feel like, ah, my life is going crazy. Even the people around me did not feel like it was nuts because I was so grounded. And you know, it's like we talked at the beginning about taking responsibility for what's showing up. So it's like, if you're going to take responsibility, then you're going to say like, I'm going to choose, even if I'm having fun, even if I'm enjoying this person, I'm going to stay grounded. I'm going to stay connected to like, what's true for me, for what I'm ultimately creating, for what I want, even if it feels really good. And part of you wants to just get swept away with it. Um, so that's one. The second thing is to recognize that a man who really wants to know and care for you is going to start developing attunement to you, not just interest. Interest can look like he's just giving you a lot of attention, but it's not going to feel like he's paying attention to how I feel. 
a man who's really interested in you, a man who's really going to invest in you over the long term is going to start developing attunement. He is going to pay attention to how you're feeling. And it's not that he's going to read your mind, but he might just ask you, how are you feeling? Is this going too fast for you? Like, he's not going to want to overwhelm you. He's not going to want you to be freaked out and stressed out in any of that. The third thing is if this is a pattern, you know, I think that a lot of dating women have encountered this before. So if you've encountered it once, that's not a pattern. If you've encountered it twice, eh, something to be aware of. If you've encountered it three times, especially in a short period of time, if it's like this year, you've had that happen three times, that's a pattern. Okay. And that's something you want to be aware of because there's a part of you that is creating that you are playing a role in this dance. Okay. And so you want to really take responsibility for this pattern that you might have and up-level it. And people will say then like, well, I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. That's when it's time for a higher level of work than just my free content. So if it's a pattern, that's when it's time to like up-level. And the fourth antidote, remember that attention does not equal love. It's a very basic form of love. It's perhaps the most basic form of love. And it is going to be important in love development. You're going to need attention. You're going to give him attention. But if that's all that it is, and that's really all that it can be at the beginning, don't mistake it. Don't mistake it for love, okay? If he's giving you a ton of attention, there could be a high level of interest there. It could be that there was a high level of lust there. It's probably not love. And so don't mistake it for that. It's just something to stay aware of. That's the most important thing is I really want you to stay aware of it. And it's not always the case. Sometimes people come on really strong. The relationship unfolds really quickly and it still works out. I just had one of my Magnetize Your Match students message me yesterday and she and her partner started really, really, her boyfriend, they got together really fast. He came on really hard and strong and they moved in together in May and they're still together. And it's like the happiest relationship she's ever had. So granted, it's only been a couple of months. So, you know, yet to see if it actually has that same power, but it's a very happy relationship. It's a huge upgrade for her. She's really happy with this person. So that was not that situation. Yeah, he came on super fast, but he's still around. He's not trying to go anywhere. I talk a lot about manifesting and then I talk about the practicalities of dating. And the reason that I talk about both is because when you want to date someone here on planet earth, you have to bring it down into the physical. So it's like, you can be up in your mind and you know, your intuition and just manifesting all day. But if you want the manifestation to show up in the physical form, you have to bring it down to earth. You have to bring it into the physical as well. And so the way that you do that is by dating. So you want to think about it like, the manifesting, imagine, I don't know why I imagine it like this. To me, I imagine it like here is this realm where I'm doing my manifesting. I don't, this is just my visual. You don't have to use this if it isn't helpful for you. So here's my visual. And this is sort of like, um, I don't know, whatever you'd want to call it. My, my, my aura, my energy field, whatever. It's like, for me, I imagine it's sort of like up here. It's not in my body. It's like outside of me. If I want to experience something, I have to bring it down. So it's like, it's up here. I want to bring it down into earth. I want to funnel it into earth. And so I need a channel to serve as that funnel. Okay. And so you've done the work. Your perfect person is he's here. He's in that other, he's in that realm. He's in that, he already exists. Like he's here, but you can only connect with him by taking actions in the physical plane. Okay. And so if you think of dating is basically being your channel. You're creating your channel 
to receive the manifestation that you've already created, right? So I say, open up all the channels. Whatever channels are available, use them all. Because you don't know which one is going to, you don't know which channel he's coming through. So like, why wouldn't you use them all? This is one thing, because people hate on online dating and it drives me nuts. Because people who are dating online are the same people who are dating out in the world. It's not like there's a special set of humans who only date online and then you can't encounter them in the grocery store or at the gym. Like, no, it's all just the humans. All of the humans are in all of the places. So it's not like there's a separate set of people that only date online, right? Like the best guys are going to be online and the worst guys are going to be online, just like they're going to be at your gym. So the thing with dating online is it allows you to connect with a lot more people that you wouldn't otherwise. You know, in your day-to-day life, I don't know how many people you actually encounter. How many, like how many men who are in the right age range, you know, that have certain qualities that you want, you actually encounter, you know, maybe a dozen, maybe more, maybe less. How many of them do you actually talk to? To me, it's like online dating. If in your day-to-day life, you might meet seven eligible bachelors. Online dating, you might meet 23 in a day and you can decide pretty quickly, I, you know, I'm interested in meeting one of these or not. It just gives you access to more people. So I would say use whatever channels are available And it's so powerful if you can start thinking of online dating as just a channel. Take out all the other stuff, all the stories about, oh, it doesn't work. If you're single, nothing has worked, okay? That's the bottom line. If you're single, nothing has worked. Nothing has worked. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay. You will meet your person in the perfect time. But nothing has worked. So it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, I've been online dating for three years or six months or whatever it is, and it hasn't worked. Nothing has worked. Okay. That doesn't mean you've, you've stopped. You haven't said, well, I'm never going to the grocery store again. Cause that doesn't work for meeting men. I'm never going to go to a bar again. Cause that doesn't work for meeting men. Anything can work. Okay. doesn't matter where he comes from. And I also think it's really stupid to try to figure out where the person can come from. That is not your job. The how is not your job. It's none of your damn business. Let the universe deliver it, but open up as many channels as you can. So that's my take on that. Um, so that is all I have for you today. I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.